Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Pig Health Today, and with me again is Dr. Joe Connor from the Carthage Veterinary Service. Thanks again, Joe. Thanks, Joe. I want to talk with you about Streptococcus suis. This is an old bacterial disease, but I've heard anecdotal reports, at least, that we're seeing more strep in swine herds than we did five years ago. Or another vet said, I don't know if I'm seeing more, but it's certainly becoming more complex. What have you been seeing? Well, it's an interesting comment, Joe, you say, because I remember having these discussions more than 30 years ago about the concern of Streptococcus suis type 2 and what it might mean because it's a zoonotic bacteria mm -hmm. to our industry and what we had to do to uh, mitigate some of the effects of that. And we have gone through a period of time where uh, the um, occurrence of that or the virulence of that bacteria seemingly was um, lower grade than what it was maybe even 30 years ago. Then in this, the past five years, uh, I would agree that we have seen the uh, incidence of it increase and the, in some cases, the severity of it uh, increased tremendously. And why do you think that's happening? I think it might be a combination of things. Um, we have gone to a reduction of antibiotics. We have uh, changed our population sizes in some cases with respect to more pigs on uh, weed to finish barns. Uh, the uh, virulence of the particular uh, strain of virus, or excuse me, bacteria has probably uh, changed. And our ability to try to detect differences in the strains has also improved, giving us a little bit better understanding of uh, the, the bacteria that we are trying to recover and is it directly related to uh, the outcome of those pigs. And when you talk about the reductions in antibiotics, I think specifically you're referencing the medicated feed additives? Uh, I'd say both aspects, Joe, because we, we clearly have reduced the uh, medicated feeds, or uh, medicated antibiotics that we've used We've also tried to reduce our, our treatments, and we've also had a, a segment of the production that has entered into uh, never using antibiotics mm -hmm. from birth to market. What we do see from looking at our production data would be that even when mortality is uh, well within targets, and so let's use a 3% wean to finish mortality, that our caregivers, if they're doing good recording, will still record about 50% of those losses due to encephalitis or downed pigs that they would correlate to Streptococcus suus. Mm. Now we know when we look at some of those that it's not a one-to-one -one correlation, but it is an indication that even in uh, what we would consider to be quote high health flow, uh, minimal mortality pigs, that we do see commonly Streptococcus suus as a trigger to that mortality. And I wanted to ask you about that because I've heard it described as a disease of high health pigs. Why is that? Well, I think because as we eliminate other viruses and uh, certain other bacteria, then it gets emphasized as being a key component of the residual mortality that is here today. If we go back, and I'd say the same thing uh, exists today, Joe, that we still don't have an understanding of what the virulence factors are. We know that the bacteria is commonly 
um, established in the tonsil of the sow. So it moves from sow to pig, and then from pig to pig as we commingle those pigs uh, post-weaning, even within the same uh, flow of pigs. The second thing would be that we still don't have the technology today to recover that particular bacterial uh, isolate and be fully confident that it is the one that is uh, only involved in the mortality and morbidity. What producers and veterinarians commonly find is that there's often three to four uh, what we would consider to be different strains involved in the complex. And so over time, the reason it's become more important, we have understood that we've got to be persistent in identifying those uh, multiple uh, isolates that do contribute in order to get better control of the mortality and morbidity. So when we're looking at strep infections, I mean, what's the, what's the battle plan? Is it prevention, control, treatment? What do you recommend? Our focus today needs to be on uh, first control and then on prevention. Um, in the short individual cases, it has to be focused on treatment. We know, again, from our production records that early detection and treatment results in somewhere between a 50 and a 75% response or recovery rate. If it's not early detection and early treatment, then the recovery rate is well lower than 50%. So then we need to move into uh, control, and, and we would all take a look at um, the normal items that might, or stresses that might influence the strep. So that would be uh, the sanitation, it would be the temperature, humidity within particularly the first 30 days post weaning. Mm -hmm. Then if the mortality and morbidity is at a certain point, we need to consider uh, prevention. And prevention really goes back to, can I recover the individual strep that is triggering the um, clinical expression, and then either vaccinate the sows pre-farrowing to protect those pigs during the suckling phase, or to vaccinate the piglets during the suckling phase to protect them during the early nursery phase. What do caregivers need to understand about strep? We try to emphasize with the caregivers, Joe, is that early identification is really the driver of their successful response. So to do that, it is uh, walking the pins very uh, cautiously each day and looking for those early signs. And the early signs may be just as simple as when a pig gets up, you can see that it takes an awkward step. Mm -hmm. Maybe the step two and three look normal. So that's why critical observation is very important. They may also know some, uh, notice some uh, nystagmus or moving of the eye if they can get in a position where they can observe those pigs. We emphasize that, and then the second thing we emphasize is that the other stressors have to be managed quite well. So pay attention to being certain they are, uh, the environment is uh, warm, the, the environment or pen is dry, the humidity is within manageable levels, and that they have good access to uh, water and to feed. But if you're walking the pens and practicing individual pig care, you might use an injectable antibiotic if you see 
something going on within that particular pig, but how do you know it's strep? Because not every antibiotic is gonna get that bug. The other tools we would use, one is we can uh, take rectal temperatures. Normally these pigs will be uh, quite elevated at 105, 106. The, uh, we would have a, we would recover tissue samples from them to um, validate and generally we're going to recover that bacteria from either the brain or uh, the lung. And then we would have a sensitivity to which we would use antibiotics. And you're exactly right, if the uh, prevalence is quite low uh, and we have early identification of that, we would just do individual piglet, individual piglet treatments. If it becomes a certain threshold or if it is reoccurring at a certain time with each group of pigs, it's very common for us to administer a uh, water-soluble antibiotic as well as a feed antibiotic for a short period of time to which that bacteria is sensitive to. Then we would move into uh, prevention through uh, farm-specific uh, vaccines. And these would be the autogenous vaccines? That's correct. And are, is that the only option right now for vaccination? That is the only option uh, today. So it, we recover the, the bacteria. Uh, there's virulence factors that we could look at, even though, as I mentioned, we're not always sure we've got great correlation between those virulence factors and the clinical expression, but we use that information to identify that strain and then to have a vaccine manufactured. Does strep always present itself as a neurological problem, like it's associated with meningitis, for example? There are other clinical expressions that you sometimes identify. So one is uh, swollen joints um, or a lameness that is uh, not yet moved itself to uh, the brain, so no encephalitic type signs, but only a single leg lameness or a single leg uh, joint swelling. And you can also occasionally recover uh, the organism itself from uh, the sow herd and sow population. So um, what recommendations then, in summary, do you have for uh, producers who might think that they have this, uh, that this bug circulating in their herd? Now the, I think the important thing to recognize is that it, it, it is common and we can recover that bacteria routinely from the sow population itself. And today we don't have the technology to eliminate that bacteria. So we then focus on the uh, preventive steps, which would include sanitation, uh, very intensive navel cord treatments as example, um, good environments within both the farrowing house and particularly the early post weaning phase. Secondly, would be to look at um, identification of individual pigs early in the course of the disease because they will respond much more appropriately to treatments. Third would then be, if it's repeatable, look at um, either feed-grade antibiotics or water-soluble antibiotics, and then lastly, move toward uh, preventive vaccines. Well, good advice as always, and uh, we'll have to keep an eye on this bug. Thanks, Joe. We've been talking to Dr. Joe Connor. He is president of the Carthage Veterinary Service in Carthage, Illinois. Thanks again, Joe.